Hi, this is T. Mayfield, licensed clinical therapist, PhD student, and EMDR-trained therapist. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode six of The Big George Way, and I'm your host, George Hageman. I got a good one for you. I got a good one for you. I'm telling you, pull your pens and your paper out, because my friend T. Mayfield is going to explain to you exactly how she got to the center of her assignment. Ready? Here we go. T, tell me what's up, what's going on with you. Why don't you, why don't you start by telling you know, the people who you are, how we know each other, and what got us here today. Why don't you start, why don't you start by doing that? Okay. So I am T. Mayfield, um, and you know, I use actually through Facebook because yep. um, I remember seeing that you were going to school, and I was just so curious, like, about like because I was in that 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 position in my life while I was contemplating it but when I reached out to you and find out you know what you were getting your degree in it kind of like pushed me more towards it I was there but I definitely knew uh, from my exchange on Facebook Messenger that like okay I am really doing the right thing and it's not too late because I was saying even though you've been through all these things in life that you still went back to school. You didn't let your, you know, accolades or playing in the NFL. And, you know, you had a lot going for you, but you still chose to go to school. So, right. you know, um, that pretty much motivated me and actually started me on my journey of going to school. So, right. so, we, so we both, so, so we, we, I'm sorry to me cut you off, but so we, we both have an affinity for psychology. Like that, that we, okay. we, we love helping people. And that was one of the things that definitely connected us. But go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. And so, you know, that that was like affirmation for me, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I began my journey in a community college. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this, George, and I don't even think I told you this. But when I decided to go back, right. I was like, I want to go back to UCD because the school I flunked out of was a university. Okay. So I wanted to pick up where I left off. And the only reason why I flunked out of the university is because, you know, nobody wanted to take remedial classes. Right, right. So, you know, I'm in the university struggling with the remedial classes, and I ended up flunking out. So I was like, I want to go right back into that setting, and I wanted to actually be successful. So I remember looking at UTD, and I only went to UTD um, because it was a convenient it was convenient for me i lived in farmer's brand right to me that was close yep so they did have a psychology program um that i was interested in and i remember going there and you so eager with all this ambition you know these affirmations the oh my gosh i was just filled with so much determination right and i remember sitting in the guy's seat when the advisor called me and I remember he had my, uh, it was Northeast Louisiana University transcript in mm-hmm. front of him. And I kid you not, he chuckled. Mm. And I already knew what he was chuckling about because when I dropped out, it was like at a 1.2. And the only passing class I had was an athletics class. It was aerobic. So, so, so let, let me, let, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, right? So you already know what's on your transcript. Yeah. He, and, and he confirms what's on your transcript, but he chuckles at it. I mean, yeah. most people, T, honestly, that's one of the reasons why they decide not to go back because they did so poorly, I'm going to say, 
in the, in, in the oh. first time. So it, it prevents them from going back. So what was your mindset? What made you say, okay, all right, I see he see it, but I still got something I'm trying to do. What made you keep going? I was actually trying to convince him that I've actually learned my lesson. I reflected on that, what I did wrong in that setting. And I was really trying to sell him on my vision and my purpose. I was like, I got this purpose now. Before mm. I didn't have a you know, but I have a purpose now. You have to believe in me. Right. And right. he laughed and he said, I'm going to be real honest with you. The grades you have, you need to start at a community college level. Now, that was the blow that hit my ego. Mm. Mm. So he, so he actually told you you couldn't even start there. You had to go to a community yeah. college and get it going. Yes. Okay. And that was like the most hurtful thing. Um, that I remember because that's 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 to me that wasn't part of my plan. I was supposed to pick up where I left off, right. and here he's telling me I have to double back down mm. and I have to go to a community college. Mm. So I went home. I was upset. I was in my feelings. I remember, like I have a lot of pride back then. I had a lot of pride. I'm right. still have some now, but back then my pride was like, man, this is messed up. What am I do? But I slept on it, and I was just like, let me just go through the most. And I remember I was like, let me go to Brookhaven. Let me just stand in this long financial aid line. Let me, you know, <laughs> right. let me just go home through the most. Right. I, you know, God had placed that on my heart that I needed to go back to school. I needed to help people. I, I, it was just, you know, and I was like, oh, and all these roadblocks kept popping up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I'm in the financial aid line. I'm telling them I wanted to do my associates of science and, mm. you know, and, and they pulling my old records up because what you don't know is that I attempted to go back to school after I had my first child right. and I was in a relationship, right. but I ended up flunking out at Brookhaven, that same school I'm standing in line for. I ended up flunking out because I was pregnant. Ooh. So, I, I, you know, that was like my daughter at the time was what? maybe 10. Okay. So that's 10 years ago. Right. And I didn't even factor that in when I was standing in line until they brought it up. They was like, we see you were here back in uh, 2002. Oh, so you had forgot. You you had forgotten I, at that point. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. You know, yeah. And But here's the kicker. I owe him some money. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, so let's, let's, look, let's look at this. So... You standing in line. Uh-huh. You, you working up the courage to go up here because you just got told you needed to go back to community <laughs> college to get started. Then, you get, <laughs> then you then you get there and they tell you, "Oh, you was here before and you flunked out before." Oh yeah, and by the way, you owe us a couple of dollars. Right? How do you how do you keep going? How do you keep going? You know what? I I can only um un- only, only charge this up to God. Right. Because at that point, you know how something, you see something, it's in front of you. Yeah. But you got these things that's blocking you. And you're like, no, I see this. Right. You see and it. And when I get to there, it's going to be good. It's a vision. Need, it's a vision. Yeah. I need to get over it. Right. So I'm going to be really, really, really candid because I know, I hope that, well, I know this is going to reach a lot of people and I hope this bless somebody. That's right. But with three kids, 
working full time and I had some buffer support, but it wasn't enough to put another body in the household to balance everything out. Understood. So I literally paid that tuition out of my pocket by pawning just about everything that I can pawn in my house. Wow. And let me tell you this. I ended up paying for my tuition for these remedial classes I didn't want to take. And I, I paid, you know, I paid for them, the 389 Because right. you got to understand, I had a hunger to get to a university. Yes. And so when I finally paid for it and I signed up for my classes in which, um, you know, you have to take a test before you even... Let me tell you, George, it's so funny. You have to take a test before you get approved for the remedial class. Wow. So, but you had and to pay. You, but you had to pay first before you could actually take that test. No, I had actually took it. Okay. Okay. And but it, it, I kind of skipped around. But in this story, I ended up paying for classes that wasn't even remedial. It was a step below remedial. Okay. It was remedial, but it was like, we need to prepare you for the remedial. <laughs> okay. So the remedial remedial. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was so sad. I was like, oh, my God. Didn't even know I didn't know how to read. You know? Mm-hmm. Didn't know what I had was dyslexia. Mm. So mm. there's mm. barriers. And so, you know, I, I, I chuckled on. I turned through. I I'm telling you, I paid for a year of my remedial courses. I finished all my remedial courses um, in six months. Wow. And then I spent another uh, six months doing the associate's degree required courses that I needed to transfer. Uh, At this particular time, I agreed to go to Texas Women's University. Right. I remember that. Yep. they had, yeah, and they had a relationship with them that made it easier for me to transfer over. Mm-hmm. So I, I finished all that up. And, 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 you know, I don't know how this came about. I think it was, you know, me getting ready to pay for, I guess, my last class. And, George, I, I ended up telling somebody there that I was pregnant. That was the reason why I dropped out the first time. Okay. And so the lesson was like, well, if you were pregnant, if you can prove that you were pregnant during the time you enrolled, we can see what we can do about wow. that balance. Wow. Wow. I, lost it. I did that and ended up getting reimbursed for a whole entire year. Oh, wow. Wow. And I, yes. And I ended up, you know, um, finished up my associates and, going over to TWU and here's the thing with graduating high school with a 1.2 okay and I know I, I barely passed high school I only, I only passed high school because my mom threatened my math teacher <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother podcast I'm sure I, I know it went down I know it did yeah and then <laughs> Failing in a university that's highly um, that's highly acknowledged in northern Louisiana yeah. with a 1.7 and, and then fighting through these remedial courses and, you know, taking Spanish while I was in my associates. I took a year of Spanish. Like, God just brought something out of me that it just told me 
you know, I, it became routine. These roadblocks became just instead of like instead of the roadblocks becoming something that frustrated me, it became to make me more eager because that's how close I was getting to my purpose. That that's that's powerful. So, that's 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 powerful right there. So each roadblock was a signal that I was doing the right thing. Okay. And I had to bust through it. Mm. You know? And I remember talking to somebody and um they, they I think they're um uh, they um I think they tend to do which got motivational speeches and I was like telling them and they were saying the road to success won't be comfortable. Right. And that was exactly what described my situation. Right. Right. And so, you know, I kept gunning, George, and before I know it, I had graduated with my bachelor's and it was not even easy. You know, I think my last year I signed up to do a symposium to where it would allow me to get published. And wow. then yeah, and I, I graduated with a three point eight. Wow. I got I got done with Brookhaven with a three point two, graduated PW with my bachelor's with a three point eight. Um, then I went on to my master's to graduate. I was in the high threes. Um, I think I was uh Sum Kum Lati. Oh. Um uh it was Sum Kum Lati. It's wow. like the like when you get to a three point eight and above yep. before you become uh you know what, I'm not gonna jack these names up, but I know it's Kum Lati. <laughs> One so, of them lotties. <laughs> yeah, one of them lotties. So, you know, and man, my parents were so proud of me because they knew what they had been through with me academically, sure. even personally. And to tie, to know those two things that I've gone through personally and academically, they were so, they were so proud of me. And just knowing that I can accomplish that, it took me to my master's. Right. And then when I finished, my, my master's was supposed to be done in 2.5 years. I finished that in two years. Nice. So I finished my master's an hour early, and this is still operating off of being a single mom. Yep. yep. And juggling my kids, honestly, being real, pawning stuff, selling, you know. Um, Doing whatever it on. took. Huh? Doing whatever it took, right? Yeah. You know, and I made, and it challenged me because you know my relationship with my mom was rocky but i realized god told me you can't do this without a support system that's right and that's what a lot of people don't realize that's right you have a purpose but that purpose is going to take a support system because your mm. journey to the purpose is going to be hard t that you know first of all let me tell you this as your friend not only are your parents proud of you like me as your friend looking at you i'm proud of you like, I, I am. I'm extremely proud of you because I, I remember our conversations. And again, like, I went through a lot of what you went through mm-hmm. to get to where I am academically mm-hmm. and professionally. And and knowing how much you sacrificed to do all of this is nothing short of amazing. But the one thing I wanted, I wanted to do is you said something that I want to really bring home is you said you need to have a support system around you. You need to have a support system. Now, a lot of people think that's just people, and but mm-hmm. I, I tend to think that's people and processes and procedures. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of how I look at it. So so I understand like your your support group was was your family. Talk a little bit about what your process was, you know, just on a daily basis, seeing the roadblocks that you have, but also understanding what some of your limitations were academically, but ultimately realizing you had to get over those roadblocks because you saw your vision. Talk to me a little bit about the processes that you would that you put in place to make sure you did what you needed to do. There for all their volleyball games and their right. choir practice, but one of the processes I had to make is a commitment to them mm. that I was going to try. You know, I was, I told them what my goals are for them being present for them as a mom and what I expected from them because I couldn't do. I'd be successful if I was at my kid's school every day because they fighting or doing something wrong. So one of my processes is getting on one page with the kids and my people in my house. And that's important. That's important. And so they totally understood. And I made a deal with my kids. I was like, hey, if you let me get to point B and C, then we can do this. We can get up. You can get your own room. Um, You can have this. And they understood that, and we did check-ins all the time. That's and important. And I had involved them in my schoolwork, you know, because I had two older girls. Right. Um, and, you know, I did my best to give them a childhood. So that was, in, in, in order for me to balance that, I had to remove my friends. I had to remove the, the social life. You know, I had to remove a lot of stuff. And I ended up going to therapy <laughs> to remove the whole idea of trying to build relationships and, and, and be dating, you know? Wow. So, wow. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is, this is, this is groundbreaking right here, T. For real. <laughs> I'm serious. This is, this is groundbreaking because I don't, you know, and, and we, we talked a lot, but I don't think that we talked about everything during this, during this time period. I did the same thing. Like yeah. I, I, I had to go to therapy just to help myself understand the things that I was going to have to sacrifice if I really wanted yes. to do this. Yes. That, that's yes. important, right? Because that's a part of the process. That's a part of, that's, go ahead, go ahead. Because if you don't address that need or that desire, to, you, it will block you from your purpose. It'll block You'll you. Man. You'll be torn. It's like a drug. Man. So I had to go to therapy to leave that stuff alone, even though it was in my deep, and I had to go to therapy and I had to revisit my spirituality with the trusting in God. God's going to deliver all that stuff if I just focus on my purpose. And I had to go to therapy just to help me detach from those (laughs) ideas that I've been longing for. I got you. I got you. So, 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 you know, here's, here's the, here's the most important thing and kudos to you again, the, the, I always ask, people always ask me these questions, these three three questions about me being in the center of my assignment, if you will. And it's, how do you get there? And I think you did a really good job of explaining how you get there. Uh, the, the other thing is, is, is how do you know when you're there? Like, like listening to you and, and, and watching you on Instagram and see you kind of talk about the things that you're doing how do you know that where you are right now is what your purpose is all about? Talk to me a, a little bit about that. So I say, um, when I listened to not your previous episode, but it was the episode where it talked about being authentic. Yeah. Yep. And, um, 
what a, what was it? I can't remember, but look, my takeaway from that interview was something that connected and resonated with me. To, not today, but it was maybe, maybe a month ago. Okay. 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 So one of the things you said in your interview is like, once you get to that purpose and you lose your focus, you become, it's not, not scattered, but you'll, you become all over the place. Right, right, right. That's, that that happened to me. Mm-hmm. It had gotten to the point that I've gotten to the pinnacle where I feel like I'm coasting. Mm. And, mm. but my focus, I didn't have nothing to focus on. I've been focusing on that purpose for so long. Right. I'm there. You're there. Like, I am there. I am coasting. I am at a place to where if I wanted to kill and retire, I could. I I am a, a clinical uh, supervisor for an insurance company that does approval for other clinicians, for therapists, for psychologists. I supervise other clinicians. I mean, I'm getting my doctorate, but I'm, I'm, I'm everything is almost complete. So there's nothing really from to stand in there to, to keep me busting through those barriers. So, so, so you said something earlier, you said something earlier uh, that I, I totally agree with, which is, you have to be willing to make yourself uncomfortable and be okay with being uncomfortable. But yeah. once you get to, once you achieve that goal and, and you're doing what you, what you set out to do, you and stop, right. You, you stop, you stop being uncomfortable. You become comfortable, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm being on a cloud and chilling. Right. You're chilling. My body was still searching. It yeah. was something like God is trying to tell me something. I couldn't understand what he was telling me. I, I couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. And it was like you said, your focus become everywhere. I was doing everything. I was trying to do Facebook lives. I was trying to, I'm everywhere trying <laughs> to figure out <laughs> what my focus needs to be. Right. You know, but I was getting, instead of focus, I was getting frustrated. Yep. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah. So I stepped back and I chilled. I, I got this member removing things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I removed Facebook, the app from my phone. Um, I began to focus on myself. I began to go running. I, I, I call it getting settled. Getting settled. So I, I, yeah, I can hear where I'm supposed to be and hear where I'm supposed to go. Like, I needed something to be delivered for me, and I wasn't going to be able to get that delivery. It had to be, it had to come to me. So, and, and one day, I was just laying down, and it was like, step by step in my dream. And this is crazy because it's like I'm outside of my body. Right. And it was like, this is what you need to do. And this is how you're going to do it. And in my dream, in my head, in my conscience, I'm like, well, I'm sleep. I'm going to forget all that stuff. (laughs) And and the sleep is too good for me to wake up to write it down. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've done that before. I've gotten up and I'm like, let me write it down. And and it's stuff that failed or never happened. So in my dream, I'm like, I'm not even going to wake myself up to go write it down, you know? Mm-hmm. So I woke up and I remembered everything by step by step. Oh, wow. And I started to put things in motion yep. and God, I mean, God has given me what my, per- my, 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 I would say not my purpose, but it's an addition to my purpose. That's going to continue my, to continue doing his work. That's, using that's my good. Purpose. That that's good. So, like, I think you're you're starting to answer the third question, and I think you did, which is how do you stay there? So you talked about how you got there, 
everything you had to do to get there. You talked about how you knew you were there. And it sounds like you're saying because God, he's given you basically a vision to show you this is what you need to focus on. Right. And then, uh-huh. but how do you stay right where you know you need to be? Like for like, so, so for me, right. I always know when I'm, I'm losing focus and, and the way, the way I, I recognize that is because I don't get anything done. I get nothing done once I lose focus. And yeah. then all of a sudden I can kind of look back at some of the things I've done over the last day or so. And I say, what in the world did I spend so much money or time on that for that that doesn't that doesn't fit, and I so I can I know when it doesn't fit. So 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 how and I have my own processes, T. But how do you stay there? How do you stay right there in the center of your assignment? Tell us about that. So one of the things I I, I do, and I think I mentioned it before, is you know sometimes you just have to learn to step outside of yourself, especially when you start to. You know, because with me, I become, I want to say manic. That's one of the words. That's To me, that's the best way you can describe it. I become on this this, this manic phase where I feel like I'm everywhere. My mind is everywhere. Right. Because out this whole journey, I've been like a machine. Right. Now that that machine, you know, is no longer pushing towards, you know, you know, getting that, that purpose fulfilled, it's like, okay, what do I do? I'm still, my wheels are still turning. They okay. just don't know where to turn. Mm. They don't know where to go. Mm. So just removing the noise from me and becoming centered mm. and actually, you know, just, you know, talk, doing a lot of conversations with God, getting more closer to my kids, um, figuring out what it, what it is, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm interested in. Like, I'll just start taking up other certifications, and I'll, I'll do stuff to improve me and gotcha. do things for myself to help benefit those that are around me, whether it's my kids, whether it's my coworkers, whether, you know, it's, you know, my significant other, it, just doing stuff to benefit other people. And it comes to me, and it helps me stay in a place to where I'm open to get direction. And when I stay in that place and when I maintain a balance and, you know, just continue self-improvement. Now, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm still going to invest in myself right. so I can invest in other people. That's and awesome. I'm going to keep myself open so that way when it does come, I can go in that direction and not be distracted. So that's why I removed Facebook. You know, um, I even, you know, I'm more of a hermit, so I even started going, you know, out and talking to some other like minds, hanging right. out with them and seeing what's going on, because I wanted to open myself up for options, and I couldn't do that if I was isolated in my own frustration. That makes so much sense, man. T, th- this is this has been awesome. I knew it was going to be. I knew you were going to be extremely transparent, which I absolutely love. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I do. I mean, because you know that's that's how I am. I feel uh-huh. like the only way that we can truly help like-minded people is to really let them see up under the hood, right? Uh-huh. Like really let them see and understand that the things that they're going through, you know, the people that have made successes, you know, in their life, they've gone through the same things too. This isn't a, this isn't a, a microwave type deal. Like you got to really sit down, focus, put the work in and then see it through. And I would just, I just want to commend you for that. Like for real, like I think that's just, so awesome, man. But listen, I want to close this up by asking you 
couple questions. I, I try to always do this. Uh, okay. Talk talk to me a little bit about you know I'm a reader. I, I'm 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 a nerd. You know, so I'm always reading something. I try to get me in about four books a month still. So is there anything, is there anything that you're reading right now, or is there any book that you read that you feel like would be really helpful to people that's trying to figure out where they're going in life and some steps that can help them get there? Oh, okay. So one of the books I did take a break from studying, like from school, because I read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to school. But one of the books I did take a break is called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Maybe you should talk to someone. Do you by, by chance know who the author is? Oh, hold on, because I think I have a book somewhere close. But it, it's a book that's actually, a, you know, by a therapist. Okay. A, about a therapist. It's about a therapist um, that um, is seeing clients. But it's, it's sort of like what you said. You know, she starts seeing clients um, and, you know, it's, she doesn't have a focus, so she ends up getting into a lot of trouble, okay. you know. Okay. And so this book, you know, it's like maybe you should talk to someone, but it's a book about a therapist, but it's basically the therapist that needs to speak with someone. And it's by um, Lori Gottlieb. Lori Gottlieb, okay. Yep, yep, I know Lori Gottlieb, yep. Yeah, so it's her book. It's pretty good. A Therapist and Her Therapist in Our Lives Reveals. Um, and I am actually, I'm actually still reading it. Okay. So, but it's very good. It keeps me kind of grounded. It keeps me knowing that I'm human, you know, um, you get to these, when you're going through your purpose, your purpose is not meant for you to think that you're perfect. So when you make mistakes or when you make a bad choice, it doesn't deduct from your purpose. You just have to learn from that, and you keep driving towards your purpose. And a lot of, a lot of people like to convict themselves and be like, "Oh, I don't deserve," or "I shouldn't keep going." You know, no, we're all human. We're going to make mistakes, but you still got to keep driving. Because sometimes those barriers are not just a roadblock with you know the school denying me, or I got to take remedial classes. Sometimes it's me as well. So um, that's what this book helped me understand and yes. continue to understand. Awesome, so, awesome. Okay, so la- last yeah. question, last question. You know I'm a music buff, right? So, like, music is still, like, my therapy. So, when, <laughs> when, when T needs to, like, just discharge from everything, right? You need to just separate yourself from everything. Who you putting on and, and, and what is it that you listening to? Talk to him. Oh, my gosh. Don't judge me. I am a trap music fan. It's like Young Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I asked you that specifically because I remember that about you. I just wanted yeah. to see if you was going to tell me that. It's still him. Still throwing on that Jeezy. Still going to throw that Jeezy Still throwing on the recession. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. He the one got me through the recession. That's even before Obama was president. Wow. Jeezy like, coached me through life. You know, it's about life. I'm trying to, you know, give my kids some new Nikes. Man, that th- that thug motivation. That thug motivation, I'm telling you. <laughs> that thug motivation. Well, yeah, T, no, T, this is, I'm telling you, I knew this interview was going to be great. I so appreciate you 
I'm gonna continue no to I'm going I'm gonna continue to support you. And then you know if there's anything I can do to help you, you know how to get at me. Thank you so much for this opportunity, this platform. Um, it was a great interview. My very first. So if I become no, when I become famous, I'm gonna always reflect back on this wonderful interview because my very first one. So those of you that are having some difficulties trying to figure out how you're going to complete this like this listen to this interview this is a person who had some issues trying to learn found out she was dyslexic but you know the thing that i want everybody to pay attention to because i had to go through this too she had to go all the way back to where she started exactly where she started and start back over so when you think about that how many of us honestly are afraid to face our fears, are afraid to go back to wherever it was that we failed, say, hey, I failed. I recognize that, but I got a purpose now. I have a purpose and I'm going to do better based on that purpose. That's all of us. There's a lot we could have learned from this. I'm telling you, every time I've listened to this, I've learned something new and I hope you have too. But listen, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Big George Way. We'll be back next Monday with another great one. Can't wait to see and hear from you guys all week long. Enjoy your week. This is your host, George Hageman.